Welcome to the Power Podcast with Pastor Vince Holmes in the Zion Temple Community Church. Our goal is to proclaim the message of Christ, observe and obey the Word of God, win others to Christ, equip the church with tools of victorious living and empowerment with opportunities to use God-given gifts and talents, and lastly, release rail-rounded, spiritually-minded individuals into the community and the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. to be thankful for. Thank you for coming to worship live. Thank you for coming to worship online. Amen. We thank God for both of you, those who are here in the sanctuary and those who are online. I thank God for you. We have so much to be thankful for. I don't know about you, but I'm just thankful. You got something to be thankful for? You got something to be thankful for? Just say thankful. You got something to be thankful for? Just put that in the chat. Thankful. This may not mean much to, well, I'm sure it does to to a lot of people, but I am thankful that this week of the decision, I'm I'm thankful for the guilty verdict that came in the Ahmaud Arbery case. I was texting and someone texted me and asked what was my, did I have a comment for it regarding the decision. I hadn't heard what the decision was yet. And I braced myself. And I said, I don't know, because I I don't know what the decision is. And of course, you can find out anything in the instant now, right? So I, I looked on my phone and I read the decision And my response was one that I was sad that I had this response, but it was a response of um, relief. Sort of a surprised relief. A thankful, surprised relief. And it's sad because that's the state that we live in. And um, for many of us as African Americans, we just don't know which way a decision will weigh despite, seemingly despite the evidence. So I thank God for that. And Lord, let's, let's keep them in prayer. Let's keep that family in prayer. Let's keep our country in prayer as um, hopefully the, the ark is beginning to turn to be towards, towards justice, as Dr. King said so many, many years ago. And he did note that it moved slowly. And it is slowly, appears to be slowly moving. Um, But I thank God for that. I thank God for the word. I just thank God for who he is and his consistent love towards us. I thank God for you who who are worshiping with us online and God's consistent love and presence in your lives. Let's pray. Are you ready to hear from the word? 
Amen. If you're ready, just type in ready. If you're ready in the audience, just say ready. ready. Amen. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. And as we open your word, God, I ask that you would speak not only through me, but to me. God, as we open it, you be glorified. Give fresh anointing and insight. And we'll give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Run with me to Numbers chapter 13. My scripture references will come from the NIV version. That's kind of repetitive, NIV. Um, yeah, from the NIV uh, today. But whatever version you have will work just fine as we go through it. Um, someone says, what's your title? If I were to title this, I, I would title it, Don't Let Them Steal Your Vision. Don't let them steal your vision. Now, I'm sure if you wrote this down and took notes, you wrote S-T-E-A-L as to be stolen. But I mean S-T-I-L-L as in to be still. Don't let them steal your vision. Numbers 13, chapter um, 13, verse 1. We're going to kind of go through this and just walk with me and talk with me as we go. Don't forget, um, as you're online, that we love you and we want to hear from you. So you, we can't hear you, but please type in the words, amen, thank you, Jesus, whatever you need to communicate. We are, have someone who's communicating with you right there. And also, anytime you need prayer, you can just type in the word prayer and we will reach out to you. Uh, or you can email, send an email to prayer at ztccla.com, prayer at ztccla.com. Don't let them steal your vision. Numbers chapter 13, verse 1. And let's look at just the first couple of verses. It says, the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. Let's stop right there for a minute. Who's speaking here? It says, the Lord said to Moses. Is that not what yours says? Most of you have capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. The Lord, which is the word for Jehovah. And Jehovah means the God that is, the, 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 the real God. Remember, they come from a polytheistic um, world at this time where people worshipped way more than one God, all kind of gods. And so they pronounced God saying that Yahweh or, or Jehovah, the God that is, he is the distinct, only true living God. And he is the God who's everything you need him to be. And in him is everything you'll ever need. And so they say the God that is spoke to Moses and he gave these instructions to send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. So it's God speaking, and what did he say? He said to send some men, and I want you to highlight this, which I am giving. Don't be afraid to write in your Bible if you still use a Bible or highlight in your um, electronic device. God says, which I am giving to the Israelites. Can you just say the word giving with me? Giving. If you are online, just type in the word giving. God says, I am what? Giving this land to the Israelites, and I want you to send a representative, a leader from each one of the 12 tribes. So he says, there, um, send men, which I'm giving, um, from 
Send men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe. Send one of its leaders. So what does Moses do? Moses sends 12, we call them the spies, to go and spy, to search out the land. Jump all the way down to verses 17 through 20 with me. We'll look at Moses' response. And it reads, it says, And when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and onto the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Um, is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. And he says, it was the season for the first ripe grapes. And then later on, he tells them to go ahead and go and be encouraged. So the info that Moses sought was to um, identify whether the people were strong or weak, whether there were few or many, is the land good or bad? Uh, what were the cities like? Were they fortified, walled or unwalled? Uh, were there wood? Were there, were there trees? So they go, and they, they do this, they go and do just as Moses says, they go and to spy out the land, and they come to some conclusions. There are 12 spies. Jump all the way with me to verse 26, and just bear with me. And at verse 26, it begins reading, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly, and they highlight this, showed them the fruit of the land. Showed them the fruit of the land. So they came back, they bought the fruit as they were instructed to do, right? And verse 27 says, they gave Moses this account. We went to the land which he sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. It's an abundant land, it's rich. They have fruit in their hand. They have these grapes. These clusters of grapes. It says that they tied them between um, on a stick. So one man carried them in the back. Another carried them on the front. Or maybe they were side to side. But they had the evidence of the richness, the evidence of the promise that God had told them the land would be which he was giving to the Israelites. They have this evidence. With that evidence in hand, they say, um, here is the fruit. But, verse 28 says, but the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in, in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites near the sea and along the Jordan. So here they are with fruit in their hand with the evidence and while showing them the confirmation that God is true to his word, that is just as what he says, then they say, but the people. Despite the evidence, I mean, I mean, it's literally in their hand, just as God said. It says, but the people. So they, they left that with, with fruit in hand. They said, but the people, they talk about um, the city was strong, it identifies where, where they live. And then Caleb, write down this name, because we're going to go back to this in a few weeks, in a week or two. Caleb. Verse 30 says, 
But then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. Ah. Fruit in their hand. They're given the instructions. God says, hey, send 12 people, send a representative from each tribe to go to the land that I have given. I am giving the Israelites and send them to spy it out. Check it out. Um, evaluate what you see. So uh, actually it doesn't say evaluate. It tells them to report what they see. So they come back with the fruit in their hand. They talk about what they see. And they say, but the people there are huge. We're going to look at that a little later. And Caleb says, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We should go up and possess the land right now. Go, go, go back with me to verse 2 because I got a question for you. What did God say that he was doing to the land? Anybody here in the audience, what did God say he was doing to the land? He was giving it to them. If you're, if you're out there, just type in the word giving, giving. God is giving them to the land. That's a promise. God, when, when God says he's going to do something, it, it, as my grandma said, it's a wrap, baby. It's a wrap. If God said it, it is what it is. It is a wrap. And that is the promise. God says, I am giving the land. I want you to go see what I'm giving you. They come back with evidence. Caleb says, Let's go and get what God has given us. Go get it now. Why wait? Note this. Let me say this. Here's a note. Very important. Don't get the vision and the provision twisted. Don't get the vision and the provision twisted. Don't get your vision and, and the provision or the provider of your vision twisted. What, what do I mean? They, they understood that God was giving them the vision, that God was giving them the land. The problem that they had is that they forgot that what God gives vision, he also provides. And so they were counting on their own resources to fulfill the God-given vision. They got it twisted. And when we look at our own resources to fulfill what God is calling us to do, we begin to doubt, and all we can see is it can't be done. Why? Because the reality is of our own resources, of our own strength, our own intellect, it probably can't be done. Remember this. It's God's vision. He also, it is also or he is also the provider to the vision. So when he, when he gives us vision, he also provides you and I are the tool. The first thing we want to do is make sure that the vision that we have is God's vision. If it's God's vision, because and this is God's vision, this is God's plan, because in verse 2 he says, I'm sending you to go check out the land that I am giving to the Israelites, and make these notes, they come back, and they... they They've given up because they can't do it. And Caleb, says, let's go. Let's do this now. It's God's vision. Zion, I believe, and some of you, I'm just introducing this to you, but um, I think it's next week. That's the fourth. Next Saturday is the fourth, isn't it? 
next Saturday. Okay, we are going to enact on a vision that I believe that God has been given us that comes out of COVID. Then that is we are going to walk the block. What do I mean walk the block? I believe God's call to Zion is five blocks to the north, five blocks to the south. Now I'm pointing in opposite directions. Bound, um, I'm bounded on the east by Ascot to the west by Central Avenue. And I believe that God has given us this land to go and demonstrate his power, to go into where there's hopelessness, that God will give hope. Where there's a, where there's a food desert, that this that area, the resources in that area, instead of becoming a food desert or being a food desert as it is, that it will grow and be plentiful with access to fruits and vegetables. That where there's a community that's filled with, 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 with poor health care, that God would allow us to have resources to have um, equitable and fair and full accessible health care. That where there's a community that is right, holds its head down in shame, that God would use us to instill pride because this is God's land, these are God's people, and we will represent our God, and yes, it is bigger than us, so we'll go from shame to pride, from uneducated and miseducated to well-educated. Amen. Bless God today. From where there's no access to, to um, um, SAT training to having free SAT training. For us, um, our preparation. I know that may not sound like much to you, but I believe that's what God has given us to be a part of. Where, 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 where uh, college attendance and, and graduating from college isn't an anomaly but becomes the norm. In this community, we're in one of the poorest zip codes in Los Angeles. How are you going to do all of that? I ain't got to figure out the how. As God reveals, as God has called, I believe that God has called us for that. So at next Saturday, December 4th at 10 a.m., I'm inviting you to meet me here. I've already been walking the block, driving the block, just praying, asking God to tear down the fences, asking God to unite homes. There are entrepreneurs in these houses over here. There are people with big visions, big dreams that God has given and implanted within them. You are people that God has implanted with dreams and visions. What does that have to do with anything? 10 a.m. Friday the 4th, meet me here. In fact, let me ask you, how, how many of you will meet me here at 10 a.m.? We're going to go from, from 10 to about 11.30. Walk the block. Amen. Praying with people. All, all we're doing is just walking and praying. Walking and praying. Letting people know that we're here. Letting people know that we got something for them in a couple of weeks right here at Zion Temple. Finding out what their prayer needs is. If you're out there, would you, would you go with us? If you're there, just put walk. Just, just put walk in the, in the chat. Walk, you'll meet us here at 10 o'clock. We'll have some training, some prayer, and then, then we're going to go. Check this out. The 12, there were 12 spies. They all saw the same thing. All of them saw exactly the same thing. They all knew, all had the same instructions from Moses that God had giving the land to the Israelites. But 10 of the spies only saw with their eyes. They saw their own humanity, their own inabilities. Verse 31 through 33 says this. This is what they reported. It says, but the men who had gone up with them said, look, 
we can't attack those people. That is their response to um, Caleb saying, let's go, let's go get it now. They say, we can't attack those people. Why? And it says, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. Wait, wait. It was a good report about the land itself, but a bad report about the inhabitants of the land or simply they're bigger than us. They're going to kick our butts, y'all. We can't fight them. We don't have the artillery. We don't have the size. Some folks will say, y'all can't make a difference in South Central L.A. Drugs run rampant. Gangbangers are there. Homelessness is there. Um, children, um, broken homes are there. Those are bigger than us. Go on, look at what they said. So the land, let's see. And, and they spread among the Israelites the bad report that the land they had explored, they said, the land we explored, look, devours those living in it. All the people we saw are of great size. We saw Nephilim um, there and the descendants of Anak come from Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we look the same to them. Hello, somebody. They saw, look how they saw themselves. They saw the people as big. They said that we saw ourselves. We are like grasshoppers to them, and we saw ourselves. They were, as grasshoppers, they were defeated before they went. I said, how do you do this? Why? Because they had forgotten the God that they served. They had forgotten the God of the Passover. They had forgotten that, 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 that God had had them put blood upon the post and he covered them. The only reason that they had men, their firstborn alive, was because God had just spared them not long before, but instructed them to put a blood over the post, amen, and that when the angel of death came, he passed over them. They had forgotten that. They had forgotten the God of the Red Sea who had parted the Red Sea. They had literally walked on dry land thousands of them and you come up against people who are bigger than you come on y'all what has God put inside of you that's now silent have you forgotten what God has done some of us need to go back and close our eyes right now and reflect where God has brought us from and know the only reason that we are here today is because of the grace of God and if God can bring you from A to B He'll certainly take you to Z. Oh, give God praise. Catch this principle. Listen carefully. A God-given vision. You may want to write this down. A God-given vision is always, always, I mean always bigger than you and always beyond your capabilities. Always. A God-given vision is always, always, I mean always bigger than you and your capabilities. Why? When I think of it, I think of um, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, even talking about salvation. He says, for we are saved by grace through faith, 
And then he adds, Paul adds, and that not of yourselves, not of works. You can't earn it. Why? Lest any man would tell God what? I did this. I got this. Why is God's vision always bigger than you? Because God wants to make sure you and everybody else that knows you know that it is God who did it and not you. Hello, somebody. Always bigger than you. Two spies saw the same thing that the other ten saw. But they saw the provision and power of God. But guess what? They were ready to proceed. They were ready to go and be empowered by God. Yeah, they're giants in the land. But the giants, come on, the truth, the the facts were the fact. They were giants in the land. The people were bigger than them. The people were stronger than them. But what's a giant compared to God? Giants are midgets. Hello, somebody. And so the, the, the two saw the, they, they, they saw the giants, but beyond the giants, they saw the vastness and the call and recorded the, we recall the history of the power and deliverance of the God that they serve. So whatever it is you face, if God has envisioned you, if God has called you, God, let's go and kick some giant butt. Chapter 14, verse 6, I'm almost done. Joshua's response, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son, the son of Yephune, that's what it's called, Yephune, who were among those who had explored the land. Look at this, this they, were, they, they tore their clothes in, in, in response to hearing the negativity of what was going on. They were sad, but this is what they said to the entire assembly. The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, look at this, he will what? Lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will what? And will give it to us. Verse 9, only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not be afraid, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because what? We will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord, hello somebody, the God that is, capital L-O-R-D, is where? With us. So what? Do not be afraid. A couple of principles as we finish here. Finish here. And I said, why do I say don't let them steal, S-T-I-L-L, your vision? Why? Because I believe that if you are walking and believing that of a God-given vision, that God provides for his vision. When I look at these verses, I saw this. Um, I see Joshua saying, stay in the presence of God. How do we know that God is for stay in the presence of God? When you're in the presence of God, it's open communication and intimacy with God, and he will lead you through the promise. Hello, somebody. I, I tell kids all the time, apply to every school you want to go to. Don't worry about the money. Let's, what, what God, let's let God figure that part out. Amen. I'm a testimony. My wife's a testimony of God's provision to get through school. My children are testimonies of God's provision to get through school. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. Um, my, my daughter went to um, Howard University. Didn't know how she was gonna how, how we were gonna do it. Um, forty-seven thousand dollars a year, right? 
we got some assistance and got through the first year. It was the whole first year, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, she was almost not going to last minute. A scholarship came through, cleared it up, provided. Very last minute. I'm talking last minute, last minute, right? She is, I just saw God's provision. She begins to um, work on campus and she gets a job. God allowed her to get a job where? In the financial aid office. Inside the financial aid office, people would walk up to her and say, hey, there's a grant over here. Here's a grant for you. There's another grant for you. And we, scholarships as well. And then with her grades, she got scholarships. And it all began to combine. Looking at God, God, go, God, go, God, go, God, go, God, do this, God. Right? And so at the end of the fourth year, it's time to graduate. And um, she says, well, Dad, i got to send you a bill. I, I forgot how much it was. What was it? Yeah. And so, yeah, send you the bill, Dad. I need this, and I'll, I'll be clear to graduate. In fact, she went to a whole semester because one of the scholarships hadn't been applied, and they weren't going to let her um, go to class because it, she still had this balance on, on her, her last semester. And God opened a way that she, she kept going to class. She was going to class, and I'm... I'm Texting the people, talking to people, hey, where's the scholarship? You said she was awarded the scholarship. You got to put the money there to make it all happen. And they had a change of um, staff. And anyway, at the last minute, what, two weeks before school ended? Or the week of school? The last day. Oh, okay, thank you. The last day to qualify for graduation, it goes through. Come on. My, my wife is here. Oh, yeah, in two years, she got so many scholarships, she got money back. Hello? An abundance. Right? She coming home. She got more money than me now. She's she coming home and doing stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so she says, um, she's graduating. Dad, he send you the bill. My heart drops. Okay, what is this? Some kind of unexpected thing. And the bill was $100. $100. Wait a minute. Here's the beautiful part. She had her own $100 to pay the bill. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And so she went to school, graduated debt-free. They end up paying her money to go to school. Hello, somebody. Talking about what God can do. So I'm trying to tell you, if it's your vision, if you believe that the vision is from God, what God gives you vision, he provides. And so Caleb says, hey, check this out. If our ways please him, if we stay in the presence of God, um, he says, only do this. Don't rebel. Don't resist. In other words, roll with God's plan. Y'all ain't nobody going with me. I got some news for you. God ain't about to change his plan, so you may as well roll with it. My, my grandpa used to say sometimes, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do it the easy way, or you're going to do it the hard way. But you're going to do this. One or the other. Y'all, let's roll with God's plan. Don't rebel against this plan, roll this plan, and don't focus on what you see. Some principles. Don't, don't focus on what you see. Stay in the presence of God. Develop intimacy with God. Roll with this plan. Don't rebel against this plan. This is what Joshua said. I mean, yeah, Joshua saying. I'm sorry, this is what Caleb is saying. And then don't focus on what you see. He sees the exact same 
people, the exact same giants that the other ten says, and yet he says, um, he says, hey, we're going to stay in God's presence if his ways please us. This is what he knows. And then he confesses, he says that we will devour them, not because we will devour them, hello somebody, but because God is with us. Their protection is gone. Why is their protection gone? Because God says, I am giving them the land. God authenticated the vision, and if God authenticates the vision, he provides, and he says that God is with us. What has God stirred up in your heart that is now just laying dormant? You can't see how you can do it. Our community is, is all but forgotten, but I believe that God still has a plan and wants to use us in this community. And so guess what we're going to do? We're going to stay in the presence of God. Hello, somebody. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep fasting. We're going to keep asking God to reveal his plan. We are not going to rebel. I don't care how big it looks. I don't care how many murders it has. I don't care what the health challenges are. I don't care what the food desert looks like in this community, what the lack of education looks like, I believe that if we walk with God, that God will use us, partner with us, to partner with other folk, that he will bring resources that we can't see, that he already has, and that we will be the tools of God to see men and women set free, to see people healed, to see children educated. I want to convince you that if God has given you a vision, Roll with him. Experience his goodness. Experience his blessings. And then he says, no matter what you see, don't you be afraid. Don't live in fear. Fear is debilitating. It will freeze you. Go ahead. Acknowledge it, but you ain't got to stay there. Paul said this, and I'm ready to go. Paul said, if God, <laughs> talking about folks talking about the people of God and Satan laying um, guilty charges against God's elect, Paul says, if God before us, who, what can stand against us? Remember, verse 2 of chapter 13 says that the Lord, Jehovah, the God that is, is the one who said it, and he is all in all and in all in all. God is so big that he told the same Moses when he says, who shall I send him? He had nobody to compare himself to because there's no one greater. Just tell them I am, Moses. I am what? I am everything that I am. That's what I am. And that that God says, I'm the one who gives you vision. I'm the one who calls you. I'm the one who desires to see people set free. I'm the one who desires to see you grow in your business. I'm the one. So roll with him. Don't let what you see steal, um, 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 stagnate your vision. So at Zion, we're going to do three things. Y'all ready? Put this in, in, your, in your chat. Write this down. Leadership team already knows it. We're going to dream bigger. 
We're going to pray bigger than we dream. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because here's what the Word of God says. Paul, Paul said this uh, about our God, that he is able to do exceedingly, come on somebody, abundantly above all that you could ask or think. And do, wait, 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 wait a minute. And he doesn't even leave it there. Because I can ask the things of He says, not by your own power, but according to what? The power, which is his power, that works where? In me. In you. Hello. What you dreaming? What do you see God doing? Well, God can do much more than that. So dream bigger. Pray bigger than you can dream. And work hard. Start. Because our God, come on somebody, our God, song says is an awesome God. He reigns. <laughs> How long? Forever. Ever. Our God. Saints, don't let them steal, S-T-I-L-L, your dream. We're going to talk about, um, I'm going to have a message for the older, older saints. Later, some of you think you're too old. Your dream has is, is died at about 85 years old. Amen? Amen. I just want to encourage you today. Remember Caleb's first thing was, if our way is pleasing, meaning that we have an intimate relationship with him. The principles of God work even for the unjust. They, they do. That's why you see people who, who have money by, by following godly principles. They work because God works. It's a, there are principles that he set in motion. But what they don't have access to is the intimate secrets of God. They don't get to discover the secret dwelling place that the Lord has only for those who walk with him. They don't get to discover that. And God wants you to discover all that he wants to reveal to you. I almost said all that he is, but we can never really truly consume all that God is. But all that is possible for you to know, to be known of God in human form, God wants you to know that. But that requires intimacy. I've been at Zion Temple ever since I was about 12, 13 years old. Most of you know me somewhat well, but none of you know me as well as Roz does. That's because of relationship. I love you all dearly. Trust me, I do. Love you. Might even die if I wanted to, you know. But I, <laughs> I, I, I love you as much as I can. But I don't love you like I love her. I'm not going to give you what I give her. The intimacy. God made us all. But only those who are in relationship with him get to experience his intimacy.
with him. So you want it? Yeah, I, want, I, I want to know him deeply that I might experience and have this kind of assurance that Caleb had. Every head bowed. Lord, we bless your name and we thank you. Moved by your spirit. If you're here today and if, or if you're, you're there online, and you say, I want this intimate relationship that I might know God, I realize that my vision, my dream is still, it's, it's deep within, it's in the recesses of who I am. But I want to live this dream, I want to live these visions empowered by the God of the vision. If that's you, I just want you to type in the word, just intimate. Intimate. Or you can email the word intimate to prayer at ztccla.com. You're here in the sanctuary today, and you want to say, I, I want to begin this relationship with God. I want to know him in an intimate way. Simply, just, just simply slip up your hand. I'm going to pray for you, and we'll talk a little afterwards. Bless your name, Father, we thank you for every response that's here and because of the wonderful technology that exists that may happen in the future. Lord, I pray that you might give us the words to say to lead them to a more intimate relationship with you, that you would fulfill the desires of their heart. And God, will be so careful to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And may the people of God type in and say, Amen, Amen, Amen.